Hey, welcome to another episode of the Golden Moment Podcast with me, Mr. Mio Biskin. Today's podcast got an amazing guest by the name of Mia Dyson. She's a singer-songwriter, a blues artist. She's uh, released eight, had eight releases over the years. Uh, six of those full studio albums and two EPs. Mia first came onto my radar through a friend who was saying, hey, you got to check out this songwriter. She lives in Torquay or grew up in Torquay near where I grew up in Geelong. And um, they were like, you got to check out this album. I was like, okay, sure, fine. And then that album was called The Moment and it's an incredible album. So I've listened to it many, many, many times over. Uh, sometimes I do a cover of that song, The Moment. And I've seen Mia now perform a number of times. She's an awesome human being. She's a great songwriter. And in this conversation, she really reveals a lot about her process as a songwriter. So for me, it was a real joy. It's the first um, podcast where I get to talk directly with another songwriter and kind of talk shop. And um, so I learned a lot from Mia. A couple of other highlights in Mia's career. She's performed with some amazing people. She's performed with Frank Zappa's band, The Mothers of Invention. She's um, supported Stevie Nicks, Chris Isaac, Eric Clapton, Arnie DeFranco. She's played with some of Australia's other top female artists, Deb Conway, Kate Miller-Heidke, Ella Hooper. Um, and she's appeared on Australian hip-hop artist Earthboy's second album, The Signal. So she's done a lot, she knows a lot, and in this conversation she's very generous in sharing a lot. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, so here's my conversation with Mia Dyson. Well, I'm here with Mia Dyson, singer-songwriter. How you going, Mia? I'm good. I'm doing well today, thank you. How are you? Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I also just remembered my mum calls me Mia. Well, she says, my, my parents are Croatian, so my mum calls me Mia all the time. Oh, I love Kind of my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. It's a good name. It is a good name. It's a great name. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're obviously a singer-songwriter. You're now based in LA, which we might get to talking about as well. But do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of your songwriting journey and just your journey as a musician, where it started and how you got to LA? Yeah, thank you. Well, um, I grew up with both parents being big music fans and buying a lot of records and playing me, you know, a wide range of music, a lot of American music. So, you know, blues from the South and um, soul and gospel and then like your Bob Dylans and Leonard Cohen's and, um, you know, my dad is a guitar maker and player and, you know, he's a big guitar head. So he'd play me like Robert Johnson and Albert King and, you know, um, John Lee Hooker and all these, uh, and Ross Hannaford, an incredible Australian guitarist who I'm a big fan of. Um, and uh, around 14, uh, uh, a friend of mine got my dad to make her a guitar and I was super jealous. <laughs> I'd never thought of that, like even though it was just in my house. Um, so I got my dad to make me a guitar and I just fell in love with guitar playing because the first thing mm. I discovered is I could just learn all these songs that I loved and sing them. Mm. And that was a miracle. But then this, uh, this same friend started writing songs. Mm. And, you know, that even even occurred to me. Like, you could just mm. make up shit. You could make yeah, up yeah. stuff. Um, and it's, it's, you know, since that moment when I realised that you could, one could do that and I tried it. I mean, it was terrible for years, mm. but, um, but it was still a miracle to me. Like, you could, mm. you could take something from nothing or you could create something from nothing. And not that it's nothing. I, I mean, I sometimes... I guess back then I looked at it like that. Now it's more like I feel like there's an element of channeling something. Um, so I'm not really creating it, but I'm available to kind of bring it out into the world. But, um, but still, a miracle, either way you look at it, just that, that something can be discovered. And um, so I fell in love with songwriting. I, um, I started... Uh, you know, wrote so many awful songs and it wasn't until, so, so that was about 15 I started writing and then it wasn't until I was about 21 that I had enough songs that I actually liked that I wanted to make a record. Um, and I did that 
and I've been making records ever since. I think six records and an EP, something like that. Um, and because of having grown up, you know, almost exclusively on American music, like um, for good or bad, like I didn't get exposed to a lot of Australian music um, until later. And, and so I just had this fascination with the US, um, these, you know, musical meccas like Muscle Shoals and in Alabama and, and you know, Memphis, Tennessee and um, Detroit and, you, you know, all these scenes, all these incredible genres that, that exploded out of the US and influenced the whole world. So I wanted to go and, you know, see it and be mm. in it. Um, and uh, I moved over after my third record, um, first to Boston, to the East Coast, to just kind of mm. be where all the, the dense touring is at. Mm. And then, you know, through, through no real, um, like, direction of my own, I ended up in L.A., and, uh, and, and fell in love with it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm back in Australia like a lot, so I kind of have two, two homes, but, um, yeah. LA is, is weirdly suitable to a Victorian, I think with the, <laughs> the sort of dry heat and, you know, cause I, I used to go camping in the desert and stuff in Victoria. So I'm like used to that mm. and even into central Australia. So that desert feel is mm. very, um, I don't know it appeals to me a lot. And then, you know, culturally the incredible kind of, um, you know, coming together of people from all over the world to, to pursue mm. their dreams and mm. particularly in the arts, I mean, in, in all things, but um, there's such a um, encouragement uh, to, to artistry here mm. um, that, that was really important to me because I think I spent the first big section of my career being very, um, you know, that classic Australian sort of like keep your head down, don't don't aim big, you know, don't aim too big. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so that's my, I don't know if I went too long or too short on that, but that's kind of a bit of a hot at history. Perfect, perfect. I love it. There's, yeah, there's some great stuff in there that I'd love to go deeper into. Yeah. Um, but before I do, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to just get into talking about songwriting because even... It, as as you're talking about it, um, it's making me realise I very rarely talk about songwriting. So, and maybe it's the same for you, or, or maybe you have a, a gaggle of songwriters that you talk with this stuff about. <laughs> but it's such a solitary pursuit, and most of the time you're just eking it out. You know, you're just like, oh, you turn a corner, you're like, oh, I, I found this thing, and that's exciting because it's a discovery. But, um, um. But hearing you talk about it makes me go, that's, that's like the experience that I have or that's, and so it's, it's quite exciting. Um, yeah. So when you're talking about the, the, I suppose your philosophy of songwriting, the, this idea that you can turn nothing into something, it is such a miraculous thing when you encounter that, that you discover it. I remember the first time I sort of thought about that was um, I thought, ah, oh, I, I can create things like I'm a, and this is, you know, you've got to be careful not to get into a God complex, but I'm a, I'm a creator of sorts. I can take something from nothing and turn it into something. It's quite yeah. a powerful realization. Do you remember when that first kind of occurred to you? Was it very early on? Like when you saw your friend do it or. I think it was definitely when I saw my friend do it. Um, I, you know, I was blown away, but I think it was when, so that was about 15. Um, but I think, around 19 I wrote a song that actually felt like it it conveyed something that I was trying to get out you know all mm. the other songs had felt like I'd fallen short of you know what was actually in here to mm. to to um to find and and then yeah that that moment I remember quite strongly feeling yeah the power and miracle of that was 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 really special and and I think you know hooked me I mean and I've been doing it for 20 years like that's over 20 years mm. <laughs> that's amazing you know and and with you know with mixed success in terms of the outer world so mm. you know I, like I love like I guess I've reached a stage where I'm not doing it I'm not doing it for for an outer world success although I think it is important to when I'm writing to be thinking about not, not to, to make something that 
so that I think people will like it. But but to have the the idea that I will try and give you know put it out into the world, mm-hmm. um, not that it's just for my own little lunchbox. You know, like mm-hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also like an interesting thing to navigate when you're when you're writing whether you stay completely in the space of I'm just expressing this thing I don't know what it is and I'll see where it goes and then knowing at some point if if you want to be a career musician it has to interface with the world so there's this part of you it's like yeah but I don't know people are going to be able to dance to this at that festival or people are going to be able to connect to this or and um, it is an important consideration as well um but um so you mentioned also before we got started that you know you have been doing this a while and you have figured some stuff out or you feel like you've figured some stuff out um and you you mentioned like the idea of you know getting into a certain state or getting into a certain mood or setting up your environment in a particular way are there certain things that you feel like they help you pretty consistently to be able to get in and write? Yeah, well, I'm going to answer this slightly different to what you're asking, but like my, to set it up, my, the way that I thought that I needed to write when I was younger, well, one thing I've always known that, that might be different than, than some songwriters or, um, is that I just need to show up on a pretty consistent daily basis in order to write. Mm. I can't wait for that perfect day when all the inspiration is there or that just doesn't happen. Like I've tried it. I've tried going like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to write. I'm just going <laughs> to see what happens Yeah. and nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I mean, I'm always also listening out whether it's in books I'm reading or podcasts I'm listening to or poetry I'm reading for like inspiration and things that mm. I might jot down or whatever. But aside from that, if I don't sit down and give it dedicated time, I will not, write songs and you know I'm jealous of it might maybe it's a myth but the idea of the songwriter who just like oh my god I've got to get this song out and they just you know they just they don't even have control you know they just have to write when the inspiration hits Mm. that's not me Mm. um and so early on I used to make myself write for two hours that was like two hours a day was my um thing and um and well yeah except that like it was such a kind of I had such a Nazi in my head going mm. like you must write for two hours that what would happen was I would often, you know, not even try because I couldn't imagine being able to do two hours. Does that mm. make sense? Like right, so right. setting a goal so high mm. that I couldn't um reach it. And so I would, you know, I mean I would reward myself if I managed to get the two hours done, but um, you know, a lot of times I just fall short and and collapse in like a depressed heap mm. in my 20s you know yeah um, and so over the years I've um I've slowly cut back my like this is how much you know this is how much I'm dedicating when I plan my day mm. um and it's, I've cut it all the way back to half an hour mm. as like the the minimum that I will do and yeah. I am so much more productive mm. than if I try and do um and you know like you probably can tell, like I, I'm, I love a schedule. I love a to-do list. Like I need that in my life. <laughs> and it, you know what, and it sounds, yeah, it sounds anathema to songwriting. Cause it's like, Oh, it's creative and it's just free. And yeah. but that's what works for me. And, and, and the other thing is too, I used to just beat myself up. Like if I couldn't get past a stuck spot in a song, mm instead of just moving on to something else, like I would just stay there, um, mm. stay there or give up, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, and now I'll have uh, like three or four songs on the go and I will just cycle through them. If, if I kind mm. of, you know, get stuck on one, just move on to the next. Don't yeah. like, don't labor this, um, like focus on this stuckedness that, that may just come unstuck by itself. By, mm. by the next day or the next day. And that generally is what I found. So now that's part mm. of being more, you know, more, um, I don't want to say more productive, but like there's more ease with my mm. songwriting. Like I'm probably still writing the same number of songs over the course of a year as I used to, mm-hmm. but, um, but I enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. And I, and I think 
I mean, I, I, I know it's such a subjective thing, but I, I much prefer, I think I'm such a better songwriter than I used to be, mm. um, you know, and, and care about more elements than I used to, you know, like when I was first starting, it was always mm. like the sounds of words and the, like the, the music, the sort of style and, and guitar was sort of paramount. And then lyrics were kind of a little bit secondary. And I feel like now, um, you know, it's, it feels like every element is kind of paramount. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Um, yeah, the, the thing about, um, structure is, is worth exploring more because I, I find the same thing and I, I run workshops on like creativity with people and like a big part of my discovery with songwriting was also structure. Like if I didn't have structure, the time just slips through your fingers. I don't sit down to write. Um, my mind's not really even focused on writing. So I'm not picking up on inspiration around me or whatever. Um, and so it's something that I, I've always found really difficult to um, convince artists of or and not, not to just say, okay, you've got to like plan every minute of your day, but that structure is very supportive to the creative process. Um, yeah. I'll so, come and lecture on that if you want. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's your opportunity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe is that something you discovered over time as well, that structure was actually really important and that you embraced, or do you think it was also part of your personality already? It's, it seems like it was already there, um, you know, with, given that I remember when I was, you know, at the earliest memories of songwriting, it was like I had to do, well, once I was doing it full time, I mean, so from about 21, um, it was like I have to write two hours a day. I had this, yeah. um, but the piece that was missing was the flexibility of like, um, you know, uh, in fact, my husband, Carl, who I write with now, and we can get into that because that's a whole nother thing. I mean, being a solo songwriter for like 15 years and then joining forces with him is a whole different thing. But like his, his philosophy of like, just show up for three minutes and, you know, and there's a good chance that it'll turn into more. Yeah. You no, know? versus you have to show up for two hours and, and, you know, the mind rebels. It's like, I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. <laughs> You know, so um, I love that kind of approach where it's not about task mastering. It's, it's really about giving some gentle space to oneself for mm. that creative process to come through. And, yeah, I, like, pray to the muse now too. Like, I, mm. I'm not ashamed to say, like, I, I, that was never part of my life for years either. But um, I love actually you know, invoking some idea of being willing and open um, mm. and, and, and wanting to, and wanting the songwriting and, you know, the eventual song and, and hopefully it goes out into the world to be something that contributes mm. something valuable, you know, something that, that touches people for the good, mm. you know. So yeah. kind of praying for the muse, to the muse for that before yeah. I start. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, even that's an interesting thing. Like, um, well, another thing you um, have sort of talked about that the, the thing of, um, you know, the internal world of songwriting, but then there's the external world of, of music. And mm -hmm. over time it's become less about, um, I don't know, needing it to be a specific thing externally but you sort of bought into the idea that, oh, no, I'm actually a, I'm a creative person. This is something that's just so important for me to do. And I suppose, um, yeah, like calling on the muse or whatever to help you. So what I'm getting at is this idea that over time it, it, can, it can start, songwriting can start as a thing, you know, like you want fame and fortune and stardom and all of that stuff. And then slowly, as you were mentioning there, it becomes about a contribution or it becomes about something you can offer or value you can pour mm -hmm. into the world. Um, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit more about that transition for you and, and what that means, like what you see as your 
role as a as an artist as a songwriter yeah yeah well i definitely see that both um ambitions were alive in me at 15 you know to be mm. definitely wanted to be famous for mm. songwriting um was a bit more ambivalent about being famous as a face and a person yeah yeah but um but you know what you know but but also wanted my songs to be you know to touch people in the way that songs had touched me mm. you know the, the way that I just you know have been struck throughout my life by how someone i don't know across the world could speak such um powerful words or 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 meaning or mood to me mm. um and yeah i think I think I just have slowly gotten more and more in touch with the idea of, with that idea um, being paramount to the, the fame and fortune idea, which, which I have come to see is quite empty and potentially a damaging um, force in the world. Mm. As much as, you know, like, not to deny whatsoever that I still don't, that I don't, that I would want recognition and, mm. and, and money, you know, like making good money from songwriting and all of those good things um, or potentially good things, you know, yeah. um, and to, you know, and to be um, critically acclaimed and, and, and uh, to have my work loved by people. But, um, yeah. but, but so much more powerful on the level of it touching them than it being something that they just think is cool. You mm. know, like when mm. I meet people who've, um, where a song has, you know, affected them in some way that, that is profound. It's, it's sort of, um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing like, there's nothing else like that. That's quite mm. extraordinary. And in some ways I can't even get my head around that. Like coming back to the idea of being a channel, like I do really, I like that idea because, it takes the ego, my ego out of it somewhat. And I can just go like, honestly, I can go, I don't know where that song came from. You know, like Mm -hmm. I was there sitting on the couch with the guitar and it appeared, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's little bits that I can remember, you know, like, oh yeah, but so much of it just seems like an utter mystery as to where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Melodies, especially, I mean, lyrics too, but melodies like, Mm -hmm. they're just, uh, (laughs) Plop out, <laughs> for want of a better term. I love the word um, plop. I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't know why that came to me. Plop. Yeah, yeah plop out. Um, yeah, it's an animate appear, isn't it? Is that the right term for it? Oh, or yeah, yeah. Like it sounds like um, I don't know if I answered your question even. I got kind of carried away, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking about the. Yeah, the that transition of making it more about purpose or um, like contribution that it actually has it's has so much more value than um, when you when you first start doing it. You just think, oh, I want to write a song and I want to express myself and I want whatever I want it to be cool and I want people to come to my shows or whatever. To realizing like, oh, I'm doing something that's far more profound than even I realized. Mm-hmm. In the, it's you know connecting with people and expressing a truth or. Um, a perspective even whether it's true or not but just your perspective and how that's a contribution um totally i was going to ask you about um things that get in the way of songwriting because you're sort of talking about um you know dropping into that space of being connected to the muse or being a channel and just being very open and removing the ego i suppose mm. um and creating space to sit down and be available for it i suppose and there's this great Picasso quote where he says, um, inspiration happens, but it has to find you working. And I really love that. Like that thing of just showing up mm-hmm. and being present and available for it. Yep. And, um, yep. yeah. So what are some of the things that you've noted, you know, get in the way, whether it's like you mentioned, you know, that two hour block, like I've got to do this two hour block. And then if you don't do it, you feel like a failure and yeah. you're never going to be able to amount to anything, but yeah. yeah. What are some of the things that get in the way and then what are some of the things that help you? Yeah, well, certainly it's, it's my own thinking that gets in the way um, mm. most of the time. So, yeah, 
thinking that because I haven't actually written a line or actually coming come up with something new, I'm not making progress. And mm. that, you know, that means it's all a failure. And, you know, that kind of cycle or spiral of like, Oh, well, why bother? And, you know, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. And the thing I've had to learn over and over again is that, uh, you know, I can have written some, you know, little riff four months ago and thought, Oh, that's stupid. And then, you know, and been working on little bits and pieces for, you know, weeks at a time with, without an actual song happening and just think it's all wasted time. Mm. And then something that I didn't pay that much attention to will somehow either come back to me or be going through my voice memos and find something. And suddenly, boom, like a few things that Mm. I'd been working on all come together and none of that time was wasted. Mm. You know, and I just learning to trust that, that when I sit down and give it that time that it's, it's, it's never wasted. Mm. Um, and to just, you know, trust that there's some value in these little either riffs or lines or voice memos. And, and I, you know, I, I record, I obsessively record little voice memos. Um, and, and, you know, and then this, then that miraculous thing happens. And of course I want that miraculous thing to happen all the time. But for me, it's like, you know, it might be three weeks of, of kind of plowing along to, to have like a breakthrough that, that, you know, opens up into a song. And then, and then it's really fun when like, if I've got a few songs that are, you know, that breakthroughs happen. So the song is, is definitely on its way, but then I've just got to keep finish, you know, write it, like write the second verse, write the, you know, is there going to be a a bridge? That's really now an enjoyable process. Mm. Um, No. So, so the hardest part is, is still the, the sort of, okay, I've got, I've got a blank slate. I want to write a song, but I've got nothing. Mm. And then like plowing along with, you know, this riff on for a long time before, you know, that breakthrough sometimes happens. And so, yeah, so getting caught up with my own judge, judging my own process Mm. can get in the way. Um, I always try and write in the morning before I do any other, like don't look at phones or emails or anything like that. Um, mm. Have that, and I've I've basically learnt my lesson, you know, so many times that if I don't write in the morning, I won't write. Mm, mm. It's just it's just not going to happen. So I, if I hear the voice that says, "Oh no, like let's just do this first, and we'll write this afternoon," <laughs> don't don't believe it. Don't believe yeah. that voice, and because yeah. it, it's tricked me like a thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> it's so slick. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it, and it, and like, as much as I don't want to have the attitude of that younger person, who was like two hours, right. For two hours. Mm. I do want to have the attitude that like, I try to show up even if I don't feel like it, you know, like yeah. a gentle cajoling of yeah. myself that yeah. it, you know, and I'm always amazed at how like on a day I didn't want to, oh, I can be like, just hate, like just really like even just half an hour, just finding it so excruciating to sit there. Yeah. But, but you know, 29 minutes in, mm. oh, shit, you know, because even just one line to me is precious, like, mm. even if it's just, or just one little, like, shift in the melody that makes a, you know, makes a verse just, like, sing much more than it was is, yeah. like, that was worth the half hour. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, um, being depressed, I, I used to get depressed a lot in my twenties mm. and I, I'm not someone, some people write well when they're depressed and <laughs> I, I just don't write at all when I'm depressed. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I've done a lot of things to not be depressed and, and so generally speaking, I'm not, um, it's much, it's much more rare for me to get depressed. Um, but that's, that's an impediment for sure. I, I, ca- I can't bring myself to, to show up yeah. for it. You know, yeah. when, I, when I feel like that. Yeah. So um, I try to, you know, meditate. I mean, I meditate and do a lot of things to, yeah. to keep my, my little brain happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's such an important part as well. Like looking after yourself is, is, uh, it's also like I, I've become really big on habits, like the thing you're talking about. Like I have a, you know, have a daily practice that, like it's just so important for me to follow it um, mm-hmm. and not to beat myself up into it, but just knowing that 
when I show up for it and I do all the right things in the morning, like I have a really like honed morning routine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I do it, it just, uh, it just uh, brings out my best. But if I'm, I'm set up, my mind's in the right place. Um, I'm really clear on what I'm doing that day, like priorities and, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like songwriting. Okay, that's happening at this time. And then showing up for it. And like you're saying, even when I don't feel like it, um, yeah. and this, and, um, like you're saying, that's where so much of the gold happens. And it also, um, has taught me that I actually can trust myself that if I do show up, something, something is likely to happen, you know, yes. even if I sit there for the first three, five minutes, whatever, staring at the wall, my brain will get so bored and will just say, why don't we just work on that song? Or, Let's do this. Like <laughs> I just kind of try and starve my brain of distractions and then it will yes. start playing and go, well, we could just finish that song. Let's just finish this song. Um, yeah. And if so I'm absolutely desperate, like I cannot face even trying to write a riff or a line, I'll learn someone else's song. Like I'll learn, I'll learn mm-hmm. a song that I love to understand mm-hmm. how they wrote it and what that because you know how listening to a song is so different than when you actually learn how to play it. Yeah. Like yeah. someone else's song. Oh. And suddenly it's like, Ooh, like maybe you'd find like a, a chord change that they use that I could steal. Like just that's another yeah. thing that I do. Yeah. Right. Cool. I know you're about to ask a question. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's another great access point. I suppose you just need to yeah. find as many doorways in like, yes. <laughs> how do totally. I kind of get myself just into that, into that place? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that relationship, um, like the the gentle con- cajoling, or or um, or because there's the essentially, you know, we like there's the inner critic and that that nasty part of you that's like, I oh, don't show up. Nothing's going to happen. You're no good at this. Why are you even doing this? That's like the big question. Why are you even doing this? Yeah, exactly. Why, why are you doing this? Yeah, what's the point of this? Yeah. Um and and then there's there's another part of you that um can be supportive and can be like a, a pushing or motivating force. I don't know if pushing is the right word, but but the thing that does get you over the line. And that's normally a slightly different voice, I suppose, is is how I think about it. It it kind of knows what's what's good for you and, and has your best interests at heart. It's it's kind of like um, going, no, let's, let's just try just a couple of minutes or, well, you know, you'll feel better afterwards. It's kind of like having this, um, like a best buddy, give you a, a pep talk or something. So do you yeah. find you've been developing that, that voice more like just this confidence? It's like, no, let's get in and do it. I know you don't feel like it, but, and also a, another part of this question is, um, the importance of doing stuff when you don't feel like it. Is that something that's important to you or? Yes. Yeah. Like it's strengthening that muscle mm. that I feel like is, is such an important muscle in life yes. to have, you know, for me, like a big one has been, I mean, it's boring to even talk about, but exercise, like such a struggle um, for a variety of reasons. I was ill and injured as a kid a lot and had a lot of time off school and it, you know, set me up to have this idea of myself as, kind of weak physically mm-hmm. and it's taken me like such a long time to get the confidence and and trust that I actually can do it you know I can do it and it's mm-hmm. taken exercising that muscle of like showing up even when I didn't you know and I mostly don't feel like it you know yeah mostly don't feel like it um and I yeah absolutely that voice I mean it's I think you know such a big thing about meditation is noticing the thoughts that we have mm. and being able to decide which ones we listen to mm. and which ones we go. I mean, and this is a big part too, like instead of going like fighting those thoughts, it's like going off, oh, you know, okay, they're trying to help as well. They're mm. trying to protect me in some way, mm. but thank you. But I'm actually going to listen to this other voice right now, as opposed to like, get away, you know, like yeah. meeting those desperate voices I, I like the analogy of like a friend coming to the door and saying like I'm a loser like I'm mm. you know I'm yeah. a waste of time and I wouldn't go shut up <laughs> yeah you know I'd go oh 
that's so silly. Like you don't, you're not a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just all of that work where we listen, where we become aware of our thinking and, mm. and use the, the thinking that we, we know is going to benefit us. So, mm. yeah, showing up. Like, I mean, I know for myself, as much as there's this temptation to be like, I don't want to write today, like I'm just going to, I know how it's going to feel at the end of the day when I don't. Um, And I also know how it's going to feel if I do, you know, and that like I, if anything, I've gotten like more congratulatory of myself when I do writing than less, even though it's been, you know, like, sure, I've been doing it for for ages, so I shouldn't really be impressed with myself. Not impressed, it's like, like um, self-affirming of just like, Hey, you did that. You showed up, you did the yes, thing yeah. every day, every day. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love, um, you know, the comedian Maria Bamford. I don't know if you know, of, of, no, I don't. Uh, she says this thing of like, every time she does, um, a, a task that like is difficult, you know, she like by herself, she's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. You know, like, and yeah. I just love that idea. Like actually yeah. celebrating, you know, like, because yeah. it is, I mean, to this day, as much as I, um, it's still something that I resist. Like I still have that resistance. So every mm-hmm. day, I mean, maybe there's, there's occasionally a day where I'm like, woohoo, I want to write, but mostly yeah. there's resistance. Yep. And, and I think it's because it's such a mysterious and potentially like enlivening and heartbreaking thing to do like you know when when you fall short it's so hard it's so hard to take and but when you hit something it's so glorious Mm -hmm. and sometimes we I just don't want to have to face looking down those barrels you know yeah 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 it's quite it's such a confronting thing to do because it's it's you confronting yourself and if you don't deliver in some way Yep. And it's, you know, it can be a huge value judgment on yourself as a human. And totally. <laughs> totally. Oh, it's, so, it's so great. It's, it's beautiful to hear you talk about all of this stuff and all these kind of wins you've, you've had over the years and um, all these different little strategies that are in place. And I think they're so important to, um, to continue really. And that's sort of, um, you know, I suppose connected to the thing I was saying before about feeling like it's a contribution mm. Mm. and um, having like really deep reasons to continue because it, it can be, it would be so easy to just say, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Well, you yeah. know, on the surface that, that seems like an option, but then after four days or four weeks or four months or whatever, it just comes like crawling back saying, no, this is something re- that's really important. It's, it's who you are. You feel at your best when you're doing it. Um, and even though it's a challenge, it's so rewarding as well. And I think maybe that's, that's one, there's probably a few misperceptions in there, but um, I suppose you're, you know, your dad's a guitar player and guitar maker and, and you know, knows about, um, has a context for music and the value of music or whatever. But um, when you encounter someone who's not a musician or a songwriter or an artist and I don't know if there's people in your family or around you and they're just like, oh, you're still writing songs? And they're very confused about what you do or why you would do that and they know you haven't, you know, hit the jackpot yet. And they're like, you know, you should have hit the jackpot when you were like 22. You're still going, what's happening there? And so, yeah, there's this... (laughs) It's deep, deeper, you know, I think about deeper purpose a lot, like, and, you know, I, my identity as a songwriter or whatever. And those are the things that sort of, you know, get me through those challenging times. Are there other things that come to mind for you that even if you do fall into a lull or whatever, that, that sort of tends to rise up again and says you need to continue for these reasons? Yeah, and it tends to be the experience of songwriting itself where there's nothing like it that that mm. seems to express a something from within or something coming through me that nothing else that i do in life 
does, you know, mm. and I've definitely had, you know, probably after every album or, or before the next album, you know, mm. a period of like real soul searching around, you know, cause you know, by definition, I never hit the mark the <laughs> way that I want to hit it, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, either, either with the songs themselves or with, you know, commercially with, with my career, mm. um, you know, like, nothing's ever perfect, you know, nothing's ever just so. So, you know, this whole soul searching, why am I doing this? What's, what's the point? You know, like, should I keep going? Blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I don't think that that's confined to, you know, artists of minimal success like myself. Like I think even probably very successful artists have still have those questions. I mean, they could, cause, cause the answer can't be, Oh, because I can make a million dollars on my next record. Like yeah, that's yeah. probably not a very satisfying answer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but um but then, you know, if I if I'm down in that like despond for long enough, you know, I'll I'll end up picking up the guitar and having the experience of like that that connection that happens when when something that I didn't even know I needed to say is expressed mm-hmm. in the song and I'll be like oh I have, I have to do this like I have mm-hmm. to do this even if I don't have an audience you know mm-hmm. or you know I just like I'll have to just play it to my friend family and friends like if if nothing else because mm-hmm. I have to do this mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of it and and <laughs> you know I that notion that whatever that experience is for me as the writer, that it could translate into an experience that I've had as a listener when a line or a, the sound of someone's voice just like speaks so something so profound to me. Um, you know, like I struggle with that a bit because I, I, I don't want to hope for that in case I, you know, there's like a pull push pull of like wanting that to happen, but I can't expect that to happen, you know. Mm. So, um, but that, you know, that's certainly a big um, helpful pull towards songwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And because I think there's, there seems to be with, you know, with musicians and artists that I've talked to that they they get to a point, there's like this tipping point where they realise or they there's this internal acknowledgement like, okay, this is the thing I'm doing. Like, or, or like, I'm, yeah, like I'm doing this, like this, this thing's happening I'm yeah. to this path. <laughs> um, do you remember that the first time that happened or a particular like pivotal point where your mind kind of shifted over into saying, oh, I'm actually not really interested in doing anything else. If, if I do have to do something else, I know I'm there to get a paycheck, but this is really the path I'm on. Is there a moment? There's probably a number of moments that stack up. but No, I think, I mean, sorry to re- repeat myself, but I think that same moment when I, when I wrote a song that I actually liked mm. um, and felt like it expressed something that I wanted to express and I felt like I could be proud to, like, you know, put it out into the world. Yeah. Um, I, I felt hooked, you know, and, mm. and it was still, a, I think, a couple of years before I actually made my, my first record, but I was just, I was good or bad and in some ways bad, I was just tunnel vision from mm. that point. Yeah, wow. Um, a, about being a, a songwriter and a, and, a, and a recording, you know, person who releases and records and releases and tours music. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, yeah, there was some, definitely some will happening, some force of will happening. Mm. Um, and yeah. And then looking back, I'm like, I still don't know how that worked out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a bit of a mystery, like, you know, because there wasn't some, you know, massive breakthrough where I, you know, had a record deal and mm. made, had a hit record or anything like that to, to mm. make it 
to make it like real, you know, to make it to, to the grandparents and the, and the yeah. people yeah. who say, you're still songwriting, to make it like an actual legitimate um, exercise, you know, yeah. or endeavour. Yeah. I've never really quite had that legitimacy. In my, I mean, but although I've given it to myself, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm still baffled as to how I'm still going in some ways. <laughs> yeah. So if we can go back to that moment, and you may not have an answer for this, but it might be like the moment you reflect on it. So in that moment when you, when you wrote that song and something switched over, what, what do you think was the experience that you had or um, the acknowledgement that you made or the piece of knowledge or wisdom that you discovered in that experience that just, that because it's quite a radical shift when you, when someone has a, a real shift of like, this is what I'm doing. Like that's like a connection to your purpose and people go their entire lives and never have that moment. Right. And so um, what, what do you feel happened in that moment? The acknowledgement or I don't know. Yeah, that is, it is mysterious because yeah, again, for good or bad, some people have those moments and some people seem to not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, part of it, which kind of just reiterates what I was just saying, but but just more more directly, like everything else just went away. You know, mm-hmm. all other, like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, what am I going to study? Like all of that just disappeared. Um, and, you know, I still to this day go like, what, what else could I do? <laughs> you know, like what else would I do? Still got no answer for that. But yeah. um, it's just like this sort of uh, vision took shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and, a, and a, like a powerful, like almost addiction to songwriting or, you know, that, that mm. I, I, it's not a good word, but like being hooked. Yeah. Things words like that um, to that, to that process. Mm. Uh, and, you know, had I not been able to make a scent, you know, and, and, and been just, you know, dirt poor and, and in misery, like maybe I would have, you know, had to do, do something else, but I, I'd like to think, and this still could happen, you know, that, that if I ever need to um, make money from something else, that doesn't mean that I would stop songwriting, mm, you know, mm. that they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. If, uh, mm. you know, like I can, you can do, you can do your art and you can make money in mm. other ways as well as from your art. Mm. And there's no, there's no shame in that. There's, it's in fact, if anything, I, I, um, I've, I've definitely contemplated how, taking the pressure off music as the, the way to earn money mm. is actually beneficial, mm. you know, to the songwriting. Mm. Yeah. And to the process right. and to the art and to, and to like, and having a life, like that's why, I mean, for good or bad, as I was saying, I think the bad side of that tunnel vision was that I was, you know, in my twenties, I was just all about career and all about music. Mm. Um, and I didn't build a life, you know, mm. and, you know, in my thirties, I've, I've built a life to which I can write songs about, you know, <laughs> from which I can write, write about, um, right, right. you know, as opposed to, you know, only writing about or, or, or only having the experience of like being on the road, being, being about driving my career forward, um, yeah. which is what my twenties were all about. Yeah. 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 I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I feel like we're scratching the surface here. There's so much more to talk about. It's been really delightful to get to have a a really uh, deep conversation about songwriting. And for me too, thank you. Great (laughs) questions, great thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's, what's on the slate coming up? Some more songwriting, doing some songwriting today. Yeah, I'm in a really good songwriting space at the moment. Yep. Written. My, by myself today and then also with my husband, uh, Carl, and um, just, you know, the daily practice. I've got 
a bunch of songs on the go that I'm really excited about. And, and now like a pretty much an album's worth plus or minus um, that I, you know, over the next several months want to sort of start thinking about yeah. make, making into something. Yeah. Awesome. Very exciting. Um, do you, do you have one of these daily practice cards? No, show me what, show me. So this is my one, but um, I'll send it to you. We'll talk about Great. daily practice. Right. I'm all about daily practice. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Showing like up. 10 minutes of something yeah. every day and you get, yeah. I'm learning, I'm trying to learn Spanish. Oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's yeah. like morning routine, you know, exercise. Mm-hmm. And then I do like some, you know, mindset stuff to get myself in the right headspace. I do some journaling and plan my mm-hmm. day. You know, it's like, it's probably sounds very familiar, but without it, I'm oh. totally lost. I don't know if you find oh. that. I'm just like, ah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I have days anymore where I don't do at least one of those elements, whether it's mm. meditation. Meditation is like the absolute like must do. And then yeah, yeah journaling, like yeah. self-reflect, you know, reflection work. Um, yeah. 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 And I've got celebrating on here as well. Great. Talked about like, you have to acknowledge the progress. Like yes. right, you did some stuff today. It wasn't a waste. Yeah. And, and hence the, the card itself. I mean, I'm always amazed by, um, you know, if I review my day, mm. how much I did compared to what I thought yeah. I did. Like yeah. I always think I did less or didn't get as much done as, as the, tr- as the facts would, you know, say. Yeah. 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 So your yeah. card would be like, well, there's, there's proof right there. There's yeah, proof. exactly. Yeah. It's good to have evidence. <laughs> to say totally. yeah like my you know the stuff i'm trying to get done through the week or whatever if i get to the end of the week and there's you know boxes are ticked or whatever i'm like oh cool no i did i did the things um you know things are moving forward yeah humans as humans we love the feeling of progress it's just and if we yes. don't have evidence of it we're like ah, i didn't do anything yep yep if the exactly. line's going up and to the right you know where <laughs> All right, cool. Things are good. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for the conversation. You're welcome. So there you have it. The amazing Mia Dyson. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you did, rate and like this video. Share it with any other songwriters you think might enjoy this conversation. And always appreciate your support in subscribing, leaving a review, doing all of that cool stuff. Leave a comment below this video if you're watching this on my blog. And yeah, thanks for checking it out. If you want to get um, a taster of some of my own music, you can get a free download of a couple of tracks if you head to meobiskin.com slash free music. And I'll hook you up there. And thanks again for listening. All the best. And I'll talk to you soon.